1: Hi, I am Lacey Mercedes and I am thrilled to be on air with Ruben J. You've tuned in to On Air with Ruben J, your home for entertainment news and deep dive conversation. Here's your host, Ruben J.
2: Let's go. You're listening to On Air with Ruben J with your host, Ruben J. That's me. Uh, I'm super excited. For this week's episode, um, I think you're going to be really excited as well. I don't want to take up too much of your time, um, kind of going over intros and outros and all that fun stuff. Uh, I just want to, the the one thing that I think I, I do want to make sure um, is, is clear is that you follow uh, my podcast, um, follow it on all social medias follow it um you know follow it on instagram at on air with ruben j and make sure to, to subscribe to multimedia mouth on youtube it's youtube.com forward slash multimedia mouth um the reason why i say that is because there are going to be video clips being posted on instagram and on youtube and i think you're going to want to watch this interview so i highly recommend that you follow um all the socials um and all that detail, all those details will be in the description of this podcast. Now, I do have to give a couple of um, listener discretion advisories right now. Um, if if you're listening to this and uh, you're easily triggered, and not in a bad way, if you're easily triggered by traumatic things like sexual assault, eating disorders, um, uh, or you find drug use um to be offensive this might not be the podcast for you to listen to also if you're listening to this with with children um i've decided to not edit out um some of the cuss words um as i feel like this is much more authentic so i'm just giving you a heads up that this is a little bit more graphic of a podcast than what we are known for um and one last thing here before we jump into this week's interview I know that uh, I had teased an announcement coming this week. Um, But with this interview being so epic and so long, I thought, you know what? Not going to address that this week. It's going to take a little bit more time. So I'll address it next week with my guest. uh, I believe it's Marissa McKay on next week's episode. Uh, And I think you're going to enjoy this. I think you're going to enjoy uh helping support what we do. Speaking of which, uh if you want to support the show, head over to multimedia forward slash Amazon. And if you do that, click on the banner that's there. Uh, that banner will lead you to Amazon where you can begin to do your shopping. Uh, and that shopping will then give me a percentage, give the podcast a percentage of what you're buying. So it helps literally helps you help me. Because you're gonna buy stuff on Amazon already. And you wanna support the show. But you're buying stuff on Amazon. So support the show by buy buying stuff on Amazon and starting over at multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. And I think you're gonna you're gonna like supporting the show this way because you get your shopping done and you support the show, and it doesn't cost you an extra dime. Not one dollar more. Okay. So do it, support the show, do your shopping on Amazon. And in just a few seconds, you're going to hear my conversation with the wonderful Lacey Mercedes. Stick around. Well, Lacey Mercedes is joining me right now. Lacey, how you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm good. It's a good day.
2: It's a good day. We're recording this on a on a Monday. We're gonna tell people yeah. give, give people a little bit of a behind the scenes here in the podcasting world. But recording this on a Monday, it's very rare that you can say that a Monday was a good day.
1: Yeah, well, I'm in a I'm I don't know. I'm um it's been a crazy. I'm like stumbling words. It's been a crazy couple of years, and um, I don't know. I'm just in a place now where I feel like good. I'm. I released my project. You know. I'm like. I'm. I'm in a good. It's a good Monday. I've had. I've. I've. I've had some bad days in general. So having. You know. Days like this, I'm just like very grateful. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. To feel good, be in a good place.
2: Absolutely. You know. Let me. Let me start off by asking this because I know this is. Yeah. Um. Something that that has affected a lot of people over the years, um, but mm-hmm. this also affected your mom. How's your mom doing since since her her recent health issues? I don't know if we want to go into detail about what it is, but is she doing all right? We can,
1: no, totally, yeah. She, yeah, she got COVID really, really bad. She yeah. got the pneumonia in both lungs, Jeez. and I was taking care of her. I'm actually the one that got COVID, and she came to visit me, and I didn't know I had COVID.
2: Oh man,
1: and so. I got it and then she was fine. And then one day it just like hit her really bad and I wasn't even fully recovered, but like no one could help me, you know? So like I had to like administer, you know, medication for her. And it was really, really intense. She ended up, she was supposed to be here for like two or three days. Um, She drove up uh, from Vegas. That's where my family lives. And um, then she ended up being here for like a month and a half because she then went to a hospital for 10 days and then she, For wait, I think it was the other way around. It was 17 days at the hospital and then 10 days at the nursing facility. And then I could drive her home to Vegas. So she ended up being here for quite a while. And she pretty much had to like, like, like rebuild herself from kind of scratch. She just like, it like her body started shutting down. It was pretty, pretty intense to see my mom in that state, but she's doing so much better. She's fully recovered. And, um, yeah, it was, I'm just glad it's, I'm glad she's okay. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's done.
2: Yeah. I, I was, uh, I was biting my nails, um, yeah. for a couple of weeks there. Cause I, I love your mom and she's, she's always been wonderful to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad yeah. she's doing well. Let's, let's get another somber thing out of the way here. Not that it's, um, yeah. not, let's that just it, do not, it. not that we just want to just push it aside, but I think I, I don't want to come back to this in a couple of minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Bob Saget passed away yesterday as of this recording and I know a lot of us uh, grew up on Bob Saget, you know, from Mm -hmm. from, uh, Full House and America's Funniest Home Mm -hmm. Videos. Um, Do you have any thoughts on on his passing and and how how do you feel about it? I mean, I just, I'm still completely in shock uh, after after reading the news. I actually did a tribute show to him on, uh, came out today, but, you know, a couple days ago.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, I was really shocked, too. I was like, what the heck? Like. Uncle Danny, like, what the hell? Um, yeah, I watched that show, like, my whole, like, upbringing. Like, just, I remember, like, all the time, like, Nick at Night, you know, I would watch George Lopez in Full House. That's it. Like, just those shows. Sometimes The Nanny, The Nanny was in that, that, and Fresh Prince. All those shows I'd watch. Um, yeah, that was just a, like, a chunk of my life. So, it's really sad. It's really sad. Um, yeah, man. It feels like a lot of people are dying and I hate to sound dark, <laughs> but it's happening a lot and it's wild. It's just been a wild couple of years. Like think everyone's just kind of like, oh my gosh, another thing, like another thing, you know?
2: Yeah. But I, we
1: are, but we have hope. We do have hope. It's, you know, it's just sad.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's a crazy thing. Cause I feel like, uh, was it twenty twenty eighteen. 2018? Or 20, 2016 or 2018 was one of those years where i felt like the last quarter of the year we were losing you know celebrities left and right and now it seems like we're you know the, the, as the year ended and now we're going into the you know the new year there's so many like just beloved celebrities who are just passing away and it's just it's sad on top of the fact that we're still dealing with COVID and still dealing with, you know, all the insanity of around yeah. as well. So, um, yeah. And, and, and in, in the chaos, you found time to record, write, record, produce uh, an EP <laughs> um, and still I it, it seems to me that you kind of upgraded your sound a little bit, too. Um, So I, I'm really excited that I've been to dive into this. Um, the EP, yeah, is me a tri- a too. I'm very excited. To, yeah, the EP is called a trip to Mercury. It's out of. Everywhere I haven't talked now. to
1: anyone yet. I haven't done any interviews yet, so oh, I'm very excited. I
2: feel very blessed now. Yeah, um, I'm very excited. I mean, I'm always excited to talk to you, but when I when I find out that I'm like in the early phase of your your media tour, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. super excited about <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So a trip to Mercury is the name of the of the yes. project. Um, yes. It's been a while since you released a full body of work. I think the last time we talked, it was just a song that you had released. Um, tell me about, you know, the making of this. Because I know you mentioned in your post that it was... It took a while to get to this place. So so tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about, about that and, and what kind of journey you went on uh, as you wrote this, this record.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's been a journey. It feels amazing that it's out. But, um, yeah, I just... Well, actually it's weird because like I think like I knew that I was going to do a project right when lockdown happened, like March, April time, uh 2020. Um and I had two songs that I had like some ideas for and I kind of started, which is Virgo and Lose You for a Little. Um those songs I had already like had things written down in my notes about like what I wanted to do with those. Um and those felt really great and Um, It was a really intense time. Um, I was going through a pretty, like, really, like, shocking breakup, really shocked, and um, then, like, lockdown, and I had moved out. Um, I was basically kind of living, and then I moved into my parents' house, and, you know, lockdown happened, and then I moved into a place with my best friend in the midst of all that. So like so much was going on in my personal life plus like the terrifyingness of COVID when we were first like having that happen, you know? And I just had my best friend in me and I just was venting to her and just venting to her. She was going through things simultaneously and um, these songs just started like flowing out of me because I had a lot to say, you know. And I made a lot of songs, and it got narrowed down to the six. I made quite a bit that didn't end up making it on the project just because they weren't meant for everyone. They're meant for me, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but these ones felt the best, and they felt the most cohesive. And and that you know, it's told in order, and um it's just been a crazy process. The, the 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 reason why this one is so different than the others, because I have released an EP, um, but I was, I think, how old was I? Was I 19, 18 or 19 when that came out? So now I'm 23 <laughs> and Jesus. it's like, <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, I'm a young woman and my, my life experience is just very different. And, I think, I, you know, I was still a teenager. I didn't really know exactly what I wanted yet, even though I knew that I wanted to do music. I just wasn't exactly sure what my place was, um, musically. And over the last few years in I don't know, three or four years, I've just been zoning in on that. And, um, for me, this project, I didn't plan it. It just happened really. Um, And what was different was the fact that I sat with it for so long. Like I finished like the first four songs probably by, I don't know, mid, well, maybe really, Ooh, probably like end of 2020, early 2021. And then, um, the other two I did pretty fast. Um, And also, you know, I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to say about what I was going through, because some some things you just got to deal with on your own. And then some things you got to like let out. And I was just going through all the weird like artist feelings, like back and forth of what's important. Like, how do I feel about this? And then I would just sit there and experiment experiment with sounds and like I met so many different producers and I like got to work with them and really see how we click and see if it's a fit and everything was just very experimental and patient like not rushed the entire process was not rushed and of course I had everyone I was working with like being like so when's it coming out so are you gonna release it Lacey (laughs) I'm like I just it just has to be perfect you know and then last minute we're adding different instruments and elements and you know then I wanted to try I at one point oh my god like Virgo was like oh my god what it started out versus like what it is it's 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 I think I re-sang the vocals like four times for that song I think we did like six different productions for that song um I just like let my brain and let my creative um feelings just flow. I didn't give myself a deadline. I didn't give myself time to like, okay, you got to hurry up and do this. And you know, TikTok is really important. And even though I love making TikToks and it's so fun, that's not why I do music. That's not why I do this, you know? And, um, I just know that every project I've ever loved, time was involved, a lot of time, a lot of care. And I wanted to like really explore that side of myself as a young woman, as an adult now. Um, and that's really what I did. And now that when it came out, it feels like I made peace with it, you know, before I let other people he- like in and in and, and here, um, and so now it's like I can enjoy this process of like post-release. I can actually celebrate because I'm not still dealing with those, those feelings anymore, you know. So it's very exciting. I'm, I'm like feeling good.
2: Absolutely. I, I, you know, as I listened to the EP, because I listened to it a little bit yesterday and I listened to a lot of it today. Um, and hey. I, 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 you know, the first thing I, I, like the first no in Virgo, I was like, oh, this is different. This isn't, this isn't the Lacey I'm used to. And not in a bad way. It was a good it was an, it was a good thing. Yay. And and kind of the thought that came in my head as you're kind of explaining the process that you went through over the last really year and a half, two, two years, years. Yeah. you know, is this is kind of like your your coming of age project, it feels like. Like this is this yeah, is who you are. Is. Um and I I will say this. Uh the one thing that I noted as I listened to Virgo is I said to myself, the next time, you know, I need some you know, real intimate one-on-one time with, with my girlfriend. I'm going to play this record. I'm going to pour some wine and I'm going to, you know, light some candles because this is totally like cuddle, like get real close Aww, with your yay. lover. This is a great, Aww. great record. Um, so thank gonna, you. Wow, thank you. I, I want to go track by track on this. Uh, oh my God, and yay. Just, and kind of get your your input on this, on, on the, okay. the, the songs. I don't have a lot of thought. Again, I've listened to it a lot, but I still don't have, you know, track by track thoughts yeah. yet, but I will be yeah, writing yeah, yeah. something Probably coming out on Friday I'll keep you guys updated on that But I want to go track by track because I feel like, okay. uh, especially if you spent two years working on this, mm-hmm. why not talk about each of these tracks? Um, yeah. So, of course, let's start with Virgo. Um, that okay. is that's the first uh, the first song on on the EP. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I know that you are into uh, astronomy. Um, so astrology, I'm, astrology. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm stupid when it comes to this stuff. Uh, tell me about Virgo because obviously this song yeah. um, seems to be a very personal song from what I've picked up on it. Um, yeah. And I would love to know more about it. Obviously, share as much as you as you feel comfortable. I know some artists like to kind of keep meanings behind, you know, uh, yeah, smoke and mirrors. But please uh, share share <laughs> share your inspiration behind the song
1: yeah i mean i i I think there 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 is a you know there are there definitely are some things that I think I'm gonna leave up for people to kind of interpret and um obviously art imitates life and real experiences, and so I think those real experiences were for me, and this was my artistic approach to it um and so I want people to feel that they can interpret it the way that they want to as well. However, I'll tell you how it kind of like came together. Yeah, um,
2: please, please.
1: Like, okay, so Virgo, Virgo, Virgo. Okay, wait, this song started a while ago. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I, I. Okay, so um, Virgo started, and I had so obviously like now it's kind of like this interlude like intro moment. There's only a, a verse and a chorus. Like it's not, it's not a lot of lyrics. Um, it's just very, there's a lot of instrumentation, um, happening. But initially I wrote this to some basic piano chords. I just literally sat down on my piano, started, I, I don't even play piano. I'll just like find chords that I like so that, that I can write to it. um, <laughs> And I kind of did that, and then I kept having this like, "Am I allowed to curse on here?"
2: Sure, I'll I'll bleep it if it's really bad, but go for it.
1: Okay, what's really bad?
2: Just go for it. Just go for it. (laughs) Be authentic.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Um, so, um. I was dying because I literally could not figure this fucking second verse out. Like <laughs> I rewrote it like maybe 10 times and I'm not like that. I'm really not like that. I'm like, I, I trust the initial, you know, um, a uh, rush of inspiration. Like I trust that. So I'm not normally like that, but I couldn't figure it out. And then one day, like this is what kept happening. Like I would try things and then walk, like pull away from my desk and go listen to it in the car or like play it for a friend or sit with it. And then, let it come to me and then, you know, adjust. Um, and one day I went back to my computer and I just muted the entire second verse. And I was like, this song doesn't need a second verse. Like, why does it, why do I feel like it needs a second verse? It's not flowing. Like, I have to trust that. So I just took it off and... um I sent Virgo to um, there's this artist named Maria that I was working with um, and her producer. I met him. His name is Gamal. He's in New York. I met him on FaceTime during the pandemic and Gamal added some cool production to it. I had my friend Robbie add some guitars to it. And then this year I had my friend Jonah add like extra production and all that cool piano stuff at the end. Um, And it just like everyone had this little piece in Virgo and it's the oldest song of all of them. And it's kind of like, for me, a Virgo is just, obviously it's about a Virgo. <laughs> uh, I'm not a Virgo. I'm a Libra. <laughs> and, um, I did get that question on Twitter. People were like, are you a Virgo? Nope. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I'm a little too caring about the aesthetics to be a Virgo. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways uh so that that, to me that song is very like yeah like you said very personal and it's just about having those overwhelming feelings of like really loving someone and kind of not really knowing how to express it like how do you when you like really love someone like how do you even say that it's like it's like beyond words so that's why I think it's almost subconsciously why there wasn't a second verse. Cause it's just like the music just took over and there's this dreamy sense happening in a lot of the songs and the sad songs are really sad. And the songs about love are really beautiful and like dreamy and kind of Disney like, and I wanted it to feel like a fairy tale, which is what love feels like. I mean, at least the, the, the excitement of it. Um, when it's really well, really good, you know, it feels amazing. And then when, when things go wrong, it's horrible. And it's like this dark cloud. Um, and then there's like, there's this moment too. Sorry. I'm like, I'm like all over the place right now, but there's this moment, you know, okay. (laughs) There's this moment, like, there's like this, um, wave of emotions throughout the whole ep and at the end it's like this hope it's like love oh my gosh and then it's like heartbreak and then it's like oh wait but like it's literally okay like it's totally okay whether it works out or whether it doesn't like either way everything's gonna be fine and we go through this to learn so much not about the other person but about ourselves yeah And kind of like how we are and what we need to look for, what we don't need to look for. And, um, I don't know. Virgo is just that initial song of like, I really love you. And I don't know even what to do with this feeling because it's too much. It's too overwhelming. That's what Virgo is really about.
2: Yeah. I'm reading the lyrics right now. Um, which is, mm. surpri- surprises me that you, you uh, not that you in, in particular, but small small artists don't. Or when, I, when I mean by small, I mean like unsigned artists who aren't on like a yeah, big yeah, label. yeah. Um, they usually don't put their <laughs> so lyrics- rude. I know, Just I know. <laughs> you are like, I am um, five four.
1: I am um, <laughs> actually, I am five one. Are you really?
2: Um, God, <laughs> 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 that's how I'm long so it's been sure. since we've been in the same room together. Um, but yeah, uh, right? you know, m- most artists who who like they don't you know if they're not on a, on a big label, they don't usually put their lyrics on on Apple music. So I'm, I'm excited to be able to read these, but I'll say, I'll say at the end, I I, I just love the last couple of lines here. You know, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to read them. Um, I don't give a fuck what no bitch says. No one knows you like I do. It's me. That's right for you. And, um, (laughs) I just—I just realized I—I I, I didn't have the camera. on I myself,
1: love so. hearing you. <laughs> read that. Oh my god! That's a, so do, good. We should
2: do a whole series of me just reading your lyrics. Uh, just
1: breaking, like just reading it like that.
2: But let me—let me tell you oh what god. I love about this because I—I I, I feel like I—I I, I feel I—I I feel the emotion in that because you know I—I I can feel that there's a sense of um, not entitlement, but like ownership ownership yeah and and, and that's mm-hmm. what I like about this because when you are in a relationship with somebody whether it works out or not if you truly love that person there should be some sense of like you're, you're my person you're my my other half you're the other part of what I've experienced you know and, and yeah. I, I love that the, the line that sticks out to me is no one knows you like I do because people forget that like when you're in a relationship with somebody, it doesn't matter how long their best friend's been in their life. doesn't matter how long their sister's been in their life. doesn't matter how long their Mm-mm. brother's been in their life. You don't get like, nobody gets as close to one another as when you're in a true, meaningful, deep, loving yeah. relationship. And I just love that. Line. Right. I love that line. Yeah.
1: Thank you. It's so true. It's mm-hmm. so true. You're, it's like when, you know, I've, I've even heard like couples say this before, like to each other, friends, couples, you know, and they're, Freaking fighting or something. And you know, and the guy, the guy's like, like no one, no one like talks to me like this. And the girl's like, that's cause no one knows you like me. Yeah. <laughs> your homies aren't going to come at you crazy because you did some fuck shit. You know, <laughs> your homies aren't going to come at you like that. They don't care for you. Like I care for you and it's vice versa. It's, you know, you know, girls who say the same thing, like, you know, we kind of bring out the best and the worst in each other, you know, relationships do. Oh yeah. And, and you know, I'm sure there's a whole group of people that are like, well, if it brings out the worst in you, you know, it's not the right person for you. But sometimes what we disguise as the worst in us is actually thing areas where we have to kind of grow. I really think relationships teach you a lot about yourself.
2: Absolutely. I I feel like, and it's just my opinion here. um, Yeah. I, I feel like when, when, when you allow someone to see parts of you that you wouldn't let even your closest friends see, you allow yourself to heal from whatever trauma that that causes or that, that that was caused by or grow as a person or both, you know? yeah. And I feel like people who are scared of the worst of the person that they're, they're with, that's when you, that's when you can tell that that's not the right person for you. You know, if there's yeah. if there's something that your partner is doing that like is either uncomfortable for you or scaring you away, but it's mm-hmm. really something that if it was some if if that was the right person for you, you would work through that that issue, that trauma, whatever that situation is, and grow with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. And, and I think that's that's a huge huge thing that most uh, people who who uh, aren't ready for the real relationships don't know. You know, a lot of people, right? A lot of people are like they're 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 ready to to have you know that the arm candy or eye candy with them to go out to, to yeah, their yeah the accessory the, yeah you know everyone's down to to hook up and have sex whatever but right. a lot of people aren't willing to sacrifice themselves for the betterment of of their partner and grow totally. through them grow grow with them through those issues um, totally i like how we people
1: just can- people are afraid of being vulnerable yeah. it's so scary and i think like like we're just in such a weird time where like it's not good for women or men like it's just it's we're in a, the craziest culture right now like we're we're living in a weird time where you know i don't know sometimes that's why it's like when you do find a real connection with someone it's so painful if you have to like say goodbye to it because so many people are not real. Mm -hmm. They're just, you know, it's hard to find someone that you can be vulnerable with and be open with, and they can be open and vulnerable with you. Um, And you know what? Like for, to the couples who like really made it through the pandemic, like even if you guys are, toxic or like (laughs) I don't know even if it was really hard like I applaud I applaud couples for like making it through this time was weird the last couple of years has affected every relationship in my life yeah so you know absolutely it's been interesting
2: I I, I love how we've turned this into a a relationship lifestyle podcast when we're talking about hey
1: you know what you know what I love talking about this stuff.
2: It's great. I mean, You know, what's what's funny <laughs> is you, you mentioned something that kind of triggered this thought in my head, which is, you know, okay. pe- people don't like to be vulnerable, you know? Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, you're a songwriter. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the credits on this thing. And there are, mo- by the way, I just realized what your full name is. I just saw the credit on this thing. It's kind of, I didn't know that. Um,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> but, now you, know, you know, there's like five or six people per song that, that I'm assuming, you, you know, you all you collaborated with them, um, whether or not you collaborate with them on on lyrics or music or whatever, that, that doesn't really matter so much because you had to be vulnerable with these people to a allow them into the, these in these moments that you're writing about, but also mm-hmm. be vulnerable to allow them to contribute their ideas to it. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's just giant, mm-hmm. it's it just kind of, it, it, it's mind boggling because I, I don't ever work on that level. So I don't ever have to get this vulnerable with people where I'm talking about stuff that has either broken me or is some serious shit in my life, you know, and you did mm-hmm. this for, on six different songs plus more mm-hmm. that you haven't released mm-hmm. yet. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. So, so I guess the question with that is, is is it uncomfortable to be this vulnerable during writing sessions and production sessions or is it natural for you at this point?
1: At the time that the songs were getting written, I sort of needed it. I needed to let it out. It wasn't so difficult at the time. I think now I've talked it out enough. I like, I don't know. I don't have the same things to say anymore, but I think, I think for whatever reason, like at the time it, it wasn't for me just because I was like, I need my friends opinions. And, um, you know, I've been in the music and entertainment industry almost my entire life. So all my friends, I mean, a lot of my friends are musicians. A lot of my friends are, or they're writers or they're, they're in the business in some way. Not all my friends. I also have friends who go to college and very normal, (laughs) non-industry related friends, which is like, wow, that's crazy. But, um, (laughs) But I do have friends who like, you know, also know that it's like to be in a relationship and be in the music industry and like the complications with that. And, um, so having their advice, you know, is always really helpful. And then like, you know, it would just pour out of me and be like, I, I'm feeling this and and I'm like, this is a song, this is a song. And, and, you know, that's my bed sort of was that for me. That was like, that was about, that's about the ownership feeling. And that's, that's like that claim on a person that, First of all, you know, we we don't own anyone. We don't own anyone, but it's a feeling that we have, which is like, you know, and if you've been cheated on before, I mean, like, which I had in past relationships, um, you're just like, don't do anything like you're you're mine like you know you you just start getting jealous and like over the dumbest things and mm. i don't know it's just like funny to look back you know because i just feel so differently <laughs> things now
2: um well, well let's transition into that's my bed because that's that is the next song yeah. on on the record here um yeah and sorry
1: act- i'm so scattered no, no, i literally no. haven't talked about this yet no don't
2: worry <laughs> hey listen i i have, like i told i joked about it beforehand like we can go four hours if you really want to like i have no problem doing that uh <laughs> the listeners might but i don't This is probably my favorite song on the record. Um, okay. And, and and I don't... I, you know, what's, what's funny is I, I, I don't necessarily know why other than the fact that I think that it's just... I, I've, I've, I probably have been in this situation before, you know? like mm-hmm. And this is me kind of assuming things based off of the lyrics and the title of the song. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it feels like... Um, this is the perspective of somebody who's been cheated on, um, whether it be emotional or not, or like, like physical or, mm-hmm. or, or emotional or caught in some sort of mm-hmm. big lie. Um, mm-hmm. and then you reminding them that this is like, this is my house, my bed, like this, like, I don't know. This is just me kind of putting two and two together. Um, you can- yeah,
1: it's also, it's also, I am not this. No, I was not, no, I was not cheated on. Okay. Um, it's okay. more, it's more about, it's more about, post breakup you know thinking about thinking about someone being in a bed that you slept in for years Mm. it's more that it's more me exploring the fear of thinking about a person I love with someone else and what that life might be like like am I gonna have to see this am I gonna have to like Cause I'm, I'm not over it. I'm not past it. I still love this person. Like, am I going to have to like, it's, am I going to see some girl on Instagram in my fucking bed? Like, that's how I was, that, that's how I was feeling, you know, just very like, is that what I'm going to have to fucking experience? Like, I don't want to go through this. Like, I just want to delete my Instagram and like, fuck off. Like that's, (laughs) that's, (laughs) so it was either that option or like, let me write a song and like get this energy out, you know?
2: Um, to be fair i mean there's nothing wrong with doing both
1: right right and i kind of did fuck off for a while you know i dyed my hair red i like lost it for a sec but you know we 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 came back together
2: (laughs) i don't think dyeing your hair red is necessarily it's not it's just
1: like you know girls kind of like you know do something to their hair always
2: did you cut bangs
1: no, but I cut my hair really short though. Okay, see, cut my I, hair really short and dyed it red.
2: I, I feel like if you see a girl with bangs, she's going through something. You know, whether whether it's a good thing <laughs> or that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, what the, the thing that I love about about that's this so whole funny. this whole record is, um, is everything on this is telling a story. You know, yeah, and you you leave enough up for interpretation. Um, Thank you, because and that's what I love. I, I love. I, I love listening to to a record and then playing it for somebody, or or you know if 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 it's you know if there's you know community behind the artist, you know going to their their social media and seeing people talk about the different meanings that they've taken taken away from the songs. You're just like, damn, you're way off. Like, obviously, it's not about that. It's about this. Um, so, and you did a really good job of <laughs> of doing this. Um, was that was that Thank intentional you. for you? Like, did you want? You know, because again, people. There's, there's two ways you can kind of go through these type of projects. Is either one, it's a journal, or two, you're kind of painting this broad picture, which is what you did. You, you, it wasn't a very specific picture. Um, w- was that intentional for you?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I really, really hope I'm not crossing the line talking about this, but um, the reason why there's a lot that's like I don't know, kind of artistically put, or you know. Put in maybe like a different way or something like that um was because oh my god oh my god i just i'm worried i'm not allowed to talk about this
2: <laughs> you talk about it with me or talk about it like legally
1: i mean yeah. public like publicly like just because whatever fuck it you can cut it out if it's too much um
2: if if if, if just you going to go for it i'm just going to put this out there if you, if, you, if you decide that you want it out just let me know um
1: okay yeah but i'll just but, tell you
2: yeah just okay Wh- whatever, just whatever. I'm, open. I'm, I'm open we'll figure it out it's just a conversation okay. between okay. you and me and a couple thousand people who download this like no one's gonna- <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay well i'm not endorsing i'm not endorsing but um you know when you are you know, going through a lot and you're trying to find yourself and, you know, I felt alone and I felt for, for the really the first time I felt super like alone and um, not for the first time, but I mean, I in, in my adulthood. I felt alone for the first time okay. um, and I was just trying to explore myself and find myself and. Um, during very early pandemic, you know, and I also thought the, thought the world was coming to an end. I didn't know we'd, we'd even be here, you know, I didn't even know yeah. if the EP would come out. Um, <laughs> and um, we just experimented with um, psychedelics. <laughs> 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 and um, some of this project was made during some really healing and incredible um pandemic shrooms trips and I feel like you know again like I said I'm not like fully endorsing like because I know there's like this is a very gray topic and it it's um really to each their own type of thing for me at least um but you know some things were literally put in the way that I sort of thought them out and experienced them through different psychedelic experiences so yeah
2: Interesting. Okay, <laughs> that that explains a little bit more okay. of the, um, the artisticness of at least the promotional items you sent. Um, yeah. Because because they were... And, and they'll be posted up on my Instagram, and, and they're posted on, on your Instagram. A couple of them are, are already. Um, yes. You know, I kind of felt, like, looking at the cover art and all the stuff, that, like, there was some sort of, like... Um, trippy, like... Trippy vibe. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if that was just, yeah. you know, the vibe that you were going for and that would come out in the, in the EP, or... Excuse me, as the story you just told, you kind of went through a phase, which, full, full disclosure, I, I'm not endorsing it, she's not endorsing it, like, do some research mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. you decide decide whether or not it's, yeah. it's the right thing for you.
1: Obviously, don't be a child if you yeah. obviously be of age.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and honest, honest to God, I, I think that um, people just... Need to make that decision on their own, but you know, go do some exactly, research. Um, exactly. You know, do, do some research. Talk to a doctor if you need to. <laughs> you totally,
1: know. and you know, for me, for me, it was a really healing experience, and I know it's different for everyone, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's what that's with anything. You know, that's with anything. You have to do your Absolutely. own research with anything.
2: Absolutely, and I think you know. uh Well, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment on it because I don't want to I don't want to sway anyone one way or another, but. Um, there are no, worse- You got to
1: say it now. Well, I'm just, you got to say it now.
2: I'm, you know, my, my thing is, you know, there are a lot worse things you can do than totally a shroom, you know, like I don't do anything. Totally. I, I hardly ever drink. I don't smoke weed. I don't do yeah. any sort of drugs. I'm very,
1: wow. I'm
2: very controlled. I, I don't like like the thought of me tripping on shrooms right now freaks me the hell out because i'm like what would i say like what war crimes would yeah. i would i admit to and end up in jail you know um but but a lot of people that's oh my god that's like like you said it's a healing process for them so i'd yeah. rather somebody you know trip on some shrooms or smoke some weed than be addicted to alcohol and you totally. know being out there just des- destroying their lives and other people's lives in the process that, that's just my take on it i agree yeah i agree um,
1: and i mean for what it's worth, there is scientific evidence mm-hmm. of of shrooms being more like I, I remember I see seeing thing, seeing something one time that said, um, by the way, sorry if I like stutter. My brain moves faster than my <laughs> cool. mouth. I've had a stuttering thing my whole life because of it. So, you know, I'm really trying to overcome that in 2022, but no it's just a thing. Um. Anyways, I heard something one time that was like saying that a powerful healing shrooms trip is equivalent to 10 years of cognitive therapy. Now I don't know if that's accurate, but I did hear that.
2: Okay. What kind of Joe Rogan shit are you, are you disputing right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right? Just I love Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And it, I've heard bad too. So it's yeah. just, yeah, do, you know, you, but for me, for me, there are, there are themes of, I speak on some of that in the lyrics, like even in Arizona and, um, Arizona is a com- is literally about a trip, so it <laughs> okay. is you know. So let's let's just say that.
2: Yeah, we'll get we'll get there in a second. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we'll I just I just have one follow up question. Um, okay. Uh, how often How often do you trip? Like, is it?
1: I don't. I don't. Okay. This isn't something I just do. No, no.
2: No. Okay. No. I'm just. I'm curious. Every because-
1: Friday at two. No. No. <laughs>
2: no. Because I no, so no, no, no. so I, I have um, I do have friends who do it somewhat regularly therapeutically. Yeah. Um, yeah there are know.
1: people like that for sure. Yeah.
2: And it's not like a thing that they do every week or every other week, but you know, mm-hmm. every, every couple months they might go out and go on a camping trip and, and, you know, trip out for a little bit, which is totally, totally. I was just yeah. curious. I, I, I don't want to out your, your, yeah, your yeah, yeah. recreational stuff. No, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, no. And I mean, <clears throat> I will say that I, this year, in um, the summertime, I lost a really close friend to an overdose, and so I have been very anti everything kind of since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean i i've I've been a I've been a public weed smoker. I mean i I do smoke weed, um, but I don't just like do trucks. No, this was like <laughs> pandemic, and yeah. I. Was like okay. Well,
2: yeah. And, and I'm gonna <laughs> uh,
1: everything's gone, so I'm gonna go ahead and just see how this feels.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this right now. If you uh, you or someone you know is dealing with uh, substance abuse, um, yeah, and and want or need help, I will link some resources in, in the description oh, of this podcast. Uh, you are not alone, um, and you know addiction is a very serious thing, but it's something that you can definitely overcome. Um, so yeah, don't, don't feel alone. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's so weird that we've
1: been talking about this. I literally just got done watching, um, the season two episode of euphoria.
2: Oh, see, I haven't watched it, so I have no idea what it's about, but it's good. good. uh, Yeah. Um, Lose you for a little. Next song up on the yes. on, on the uh, on the docket here. Um, I'm not yeah. even going to try to to give you my thoughts on this, just because again I have to listen to it more, and I'll put it I'll put it in writing. It, it will be out on multimediamouth.com, uh sometime <laughs> in the next seven days. I will have it out in writing. Um, okay, perfect. But uh, yeah, tell me a little about this because I, I feel like um I feel like there's a good story behind this, and, and I, I want to. Mm-hmm. i have I have some thoughts, but I want to hear your your thoughts first so
1: <laughs> okay, okay. um Lucy for a little, I wrote with my friend Robbie. um this is we started this one very like just, the, Virgo and Lucy for a little were before pandemic. they kind of the the initial idea and writing of it, all the production and stuff happened in the pandemic, but some writing had had you know the beginning processes that happened before. So Robbie and I met at his studio um, and we were just catching up like friends do, just catching up. And he started playing these really cool chords. And um, that's kind of how our sessions go. We'll just like vent as friends and then just like whatever we're talking about, he'll just start playing some chords and seeing like, you know, whatever's fitting the conversation. And uh, then we start writing and lose you for a little Was kind of a song being like, hey, like, I don't see this working right now. It doesn't mean it's not going to. It's just not right now. And that's okay. And I love you. And I mean, no harm. I don't, I'm not trying to be with anyone. We just need time apart and time for ourselves because we're all we've known. And, um, and I don't want to lose you in my life, but I need space right now in order to like heal. Um, but don't go is kind of what I'm saying at the same time. So that song really developed a lot. Lyrics got changed for that one. Um, but that song is probably one of my favorites lyrically just because, um, there's actually a clip on my Instagram. I posted of an Amy Winehouse interview and it's still on my Instagram. Cause I love this. I love her. I love the interview so much. And, um, she is kind of talking about, there's like this thing now where so many writers and, and it's so prevalent in our culture with men and women being like, I don't need you. Fuck you. You know, you can, you know, I I'm good. Like you're ruining my peace. Like there's all this, like, if you don't agree with me, I'm just going to dip. I'm just going to go find someone else. You know, I got a, I got a dating app on my phone. Like there's this very like non-committing non-loyalty kind of thing. And it's like, and Amy Winehouse was saying like, what happened to the days where like you're like, I don't even care if you don't love me. Like I'm going to pour my heart out and tell you, I love you. Like, this is how I feel, you know? And, um, I just feel that like when I, cause I, to be honest, for the people that know me outside of like one person, (laughs) um, I'm very like closed off. Like I have an unapproachable vibe in you know, a lot of scenarios, like, you know, with men and stuff. And, um, so when I actually do let someone in and I kind of, they pass all these tests and I do let them in. I really do care and love that person. And, um, it's like really hard to come kind of to a term with that. Something's not right anymore. And you're just kind of like, well, I know I can't have this right now, but maybe, you know, when some time goes by and we grow as people, it might work out. You know.
2: Yeah. So it, that's
1: what that song's about.
2: So this, some, I'm I'm gonna get really personal here for a second, and I don't, I'm probably, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for this. <laughs> so oh gosh. Uh, when my when my girl and I started started talking and started dating, there was a minute where we were like, this might not work out. You know. Yeah. And the phrase that she kept saying was right person, wrong time. Um, totally. And, and that's what this is all about. Like, like this is talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, i again, I'm reading the lyrics here and it's talking about how, like, okay. So the first line of the song is, uh, it isn't you. I need my time. I need my space, you know, it need, needs, sp- and space a little more, you know? And so that, that's making it clear. There isn't necessarily a problem with the person, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, there's stuff that we have to work out, but then, you know, later on it goes down, you know, it's talking about not wanting to find somebody else, but you're not okay alone. You know, and so it's an interesting thing. Um, and so, you know, the
1: codependency th-
2: thing, it's definitely. And, and I know so many people who, you know, they're with somebody just because it's somebody to be with. Um, totally. And they're not OK being alone. And totally there's this the problem with that. And this is and, and hopefully this hits home with some people and they can look yeah. back and say, okay, maybe it is okay to be alone for a little bit is, you know, if you don't give yourself the time to deal with whatever it is, it's causing you to be codependent with, uh, with other people. You're never going to be truly happy in a relationship because you're going to be with people 100%. who aren't right for you because you'd rather be with the wrong person at the wrong time than being, you know, with the right person at the right time at some point, because you're too afraid to go to bed alone.
1: Mm -hmm. and holding on to something that's not right for you causes more damage than dealing with the pain of letting go yeah but you cannot come to terms with that when you're in those moments it's so hard it is it's it's, Um, it's very hard and codependency has a bad rep but it's so fucking relatable and human Mm -hmm. um we all are codependent Absolutely. We all are codependent. We need each other. Humans work together. It is the foundation of like human existence. We're all communicating. We all need each other. Hey, scratch my back if I scratch yours. That's been a thing forever. So we're all codependent. We're all independent. You're not just one thing. Yes, some people might be a little more, but we're all that. That's all a relatable feeling. Um, now, like learning to be alone when I started writing that song, I did not know how to be alone. And it was affecting the relationship because if you can't be cool with yourself alone, you're definitely not going to be cool with someone else. You're going to be expecting too much out of them. Yeah. Like a person can't fill a void that you can only fill with yourself. You have to like fuck with yourself. You have to like love yourself. And I will proudly say... It's so crazy now, but so I wrote that song. Obviously you can hear, I started some of those lyrics when I was 21. Cause there's that lyric, you know, um, I'm 21, but I don't know who I'll be at 24. And now I'm 23 and it's crazy. Cause like, I ask any of my like close, ask my family, ask my close friends, like I love being alone now. I love it. I love it. Even, even in a relationship, I am so much more balanced. Like I take time, spend time, but I also spend time alone and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I need some time to think and process my own feelings and any time for my hobbies and my interests and my stuff and my life. Um, and it's so much healthier. Like, relationships are so much healthier my friendships are such more fruitful um I'm so much clearer on my own boundaries I will say a big a big part of this that goes hand in hand because you're like because like right personal life reflects art is I started going to therapy about 10 months ago um and I'll be really open about that journey I because I think therapy is just there's a the weirdest stigma on and I don't understand but um and I think everyone should go to therapy. Therapy is very beneficial and anyone can benefit from it. Um, and it's been incredible to kind of like, I don't know, get to the root of things and start to understand my own behaviors and kind of like have a goal of the kind of person I want to become. And, the you know, my morals are much more stronger, like I'm way more certain about things You know, when I have a vision, I stick to it. Like, I'm less floaty. I'm a bit more, like, aware, self-aware. And um, I don't know. I just feel like it's really gone hand in hand, my personal journey and my music journey. And I feel like the reason I am able to have... a Because I've been having really good response and people, like, connecting to it. And I think the reason why is because I got real with myself for once and i spent time alone and like spending time alone you learn so much about yourself like what you actually like you learn like that you've been picking up little personality traits from everybody but you develop your own life when you're by yourself and then you don't need people you just want them um and it's just i don't know i just feel so much more peaceful I was really stressed when I was writing this EP. And I, you know, you can hear it. (laughs) Um, And I just feel good now. I just feel good. It's just crazy. It's full circle moment.
2: People are the less likely they are to go to therapy, and I feel like really? the younger the person is, the more open they are. that let me tell you why. Okay. So my mom uh, was seventy nine when she passed. Away. Mm-hmm. So she she grew up through the Great Depression. She grew up wow. in that the era of like you kind of just swallow your feelings and get through you know get to totally. the day. You know. Yeah, you don't um, talk about it either. Yeah, and and. People who are now in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, you know, the, I think they're called boomers. Um, Baby boomers, yeah, yeah. You know, they're very much in a similar mindset of like, we fought the world wars and we built this country and, you know, everyone's entitled. And totally. There's, you know, and I feel like once you kind of get to the millennials, the older millennials are, still have a little bit of that stigma when it comes to, you know, mm-hmm. counseling and therapy. But once you get down to people who are like under the age of 25, you um, mm-hmm it's to a certain degree, it might be a little too far of a pendulum swing where every, everybody, you know, where it's like, you know, oh, you really need to go go to therapy to figure out why you don't like cheese. You know, like, no, you don't really need to do that. But they're more sure, open. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but they're more open to the idea of like, hey, I, there's some trauma here and I want to figure it out. Um, yeah. You know, and you're somewhere, you're like, you're under that 25 age. Um, yeah. but I don't think you're whatever the next gen is. <coughs> um, can you maybe briefly talk about like, a couple of things that you may have learned about yourself through, through therapy, because Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I've been talking about this for about a year now. Uh, my, 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 one of my friends has been telling me that I have a lot of trauma that I need to get, you know, to, to work through through therapy. So I'm actually personally interested in, in your journey as far as, um, yeah,
1: totally. Well, you know, I'll just be very open and, and vulnerable, but like I, tend to like really disassociate. That is something that I naturally tend to do. I kind of take things like they're not happening to me. um, Like they're just happening and oh, whatever, you know, like, oh, it's crazy, but you know, it's fine, you know, just keep it going, keep moving forward. Very much that mentality. um, And then one day I'll just be really, 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 really sad, like, and not understand why. Um, Through therapy... I have gotten so much better at trying to verbalize um, how I'm feeling when I'm feeling it, having my therapist be like, okay, like, no, it's okay to be like, okay, this is happening to me right now. And you know, it hurts and it sucks. And you know, physically saying that I feel really upset. I feel really hurt. Um, because of therapy, I got into like journaling. I really fell in love with journaling. It's been a great, um, outlet for me um and it's also overall therapy has just been really good to me about boundaries as well even with my family because you know a lot of a lot of um of our trauma stems from our childhood right so it's like when you revisit your your family and it's kind of like you're an adult, it's like weird because you're like triggered by these things and you don't know why there's all this tension. Why don't why am I so argumentative only with my family, like having those feelings um, and then realizing that, well, you had a bad dynamic and that's OK. And they're not at fault. They didn't They they did the best they can. And, you know, you love them. But now moving forward, now that I know what I want in my life and now that I know what I don't want and now I can see hindsight like, okay, this behavior is cool, but this one isn't. So I'm going to have these conversations ahead of time with my family and go, hey, like these are things I'm not willing to talk about. These are things I'm willing to talk about. Oh, and like, you know, I need this amount of time for this, you know, just having much clearer boundaries. So lines aren't blurred. One and two, it helps me feel better. It helps me feel like I don't have to be such a freaking people pleaser. Like I can actually listen to myself. And when you kind of like don't know what to do, you're so indecisive. It's because you're not in tune with your gut feelings anymore because you're literally pleasing people all the time. Um, and I just feel a lot more in tune with my gut feelings and my instincts and I trust myself more like therapy has become such an empowering thing for me. Plus I've got an amazing therapist with, I have a great relationship with her. Um, she's really gotten to know me and she's even been so great about teaching me boundaries through even my relationship with her. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just think therapy is so great because there are even things that, We, as humans, like I said, you know, um, desensitize ourselves to, or like, um, disassociate. We don't even realize like certain pains that we had. We don't even realize certain traumas that we had because our survival instincts kind of took over. Um, and then you go to therapy and then something brings up something and then you're crying like a baby and you're like, what the fuck? like (laughs) what is going on um and then yeah like therapy i will say like it's a lot of work and if you're really gonna go to therapy you got to do the work and it is gonna be difficult it's gonna be fucking hard there were days where like i would do therapy and i would have to like go for a walk around my block like 10 times like just to like be like i can't believe i just went through that entire story I didn't even want to really discuss with anyone ever you know and then months later you're like well and it's different for everyone but you just start to be like okay well you know that explains this or you'll catch yourself in behaviors that you're like oh my god I see this it like really gives you perspective on yourself and how you can move forward to have an actual life that you want. Like you start facing fears and, and, and things like that. Like, I don't know. I just think therapy is incredible and I'm probably going to go for a long while. Cause it's just really beneficial.
2: I love that. I love that. And, and one thing I think people need to realize is, um, therapy is kind of like going to the gym, you know, totally. Oh my God. Yes. You know, people, people think a lot, especially now that you know we're in January, it's that time of the year where everyone signs up for the gym. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's right.
2: People forget. People think that, Oh, I just need to show up, but no, you, you, you have to like, either show g- up
1: and show out, show up. Yeah, exactly.
2: You have to show up and you have to know what you want to do. You have to know, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever, whether it's leg day, back day, arm day, knee day, whatever. Like you have to go in prep for that. You have to have your pre-workout. You have to have your protein shakes. You have to eat right. You know, you have to make sure, you know, and that, so that a lot of it is people don't realize and and also I'm going to say this as well is a lot of people go to the gym and they think oh I'm going to go to the gym for two days I'm going to lose 20 pounds and then be ripped and have my right. bikini body and be ready for summer like two days later <laughs> you know it's the same thing with with therapy people feel like oh I can go to two two sessions and I'm going to be fixed like no no there's people who have been going to therapy for 20 years who still aren't quote unquote fixed you know like because you don't I don't think you really fix yourself you just kind of figure out how to deal with some of the stuff that you're going through. Um, mm-hmm. and that's also not to say that if you're going to therapy that you're broken, I just want to clarify. No. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, if you want your bikini body, you know, that's going to take work, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's going to take work to get into your, your summer body.
1: 20 you minutes know. a day for two months is more beneficial than two, eight hour days in a row.
2: Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. And it's about building those habits around coping with right. what you're working through, you know? Right. Um, it, which is, you know, which is why they say, you know, for the first couple of weeks where you're going to the gym, be as consistent as possible because you're building a habit, you know, mm-hmm. and same with therapy. Like if, if you, you know, aren't used to going to therapy and aren't used to setting aside an hour of your time every week or every other week or whatever your sessions are, you know, and you don't prioritize that, it's going to be easy for you to fall out of, out of sync and fall out of the rhythm totally. and not, and not find the effect, not find it effective for you to be going to therapy and make it easier for you to justify dropping out just
1: totally no it's very true it's very true um and you know what just so people are kind of like like because a big issue with therapy is like people don't really have access to therapy it's really difficult Um, And I will tell you all that I also don't have health insurance and (laughs) I don't have access as well to those kinds of therapists. Um, And I recommend everyone signs up on BetterHelp because it matches you with a therapist based on your... I'm like I'm not sponsored, but I'm just was, saying BetterHelp is great. I've I gotten to say, tons of my friends going to therapy. I was just about to say we're not it's sponsored. 260 so. a month. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored. It's like 260 a month, and 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 think about how therapy can be like 150 a session with yeah. like a fancy therapist, you know, and it matches you with one that is your and like yes, it is an investment. Um and obviously if you do have some through your health insurance, like that's better. Um, but this is for people who maybe don't and are really interested in therapy, like think about how much money we spend on, you know, in a month going out for drinks or, you know, getting this or that. Um your Starbucks just alone. investing into your Starbucks alone. Yeah. Like <laughs> get a coffee pot
2: and go to therapy. <laughs> yes. And, can we put, you that, know, can we put and on a t-shirt? Get a coffee pot and go to therapy. I love that.
1: Yeah. Stop buying lattes.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, is, real, real quick too. Um, if you do happen yes. to work for a large company that does offer health insurance, uh, your employer will also probably pay for like four or five sessions uh, as yeah. well. So call your HR department if you are looking into, mm-hmm. into therapy. Um, it's mm-hmm. It's called the Employment, the employee life assistance programs, I believe is what they're called. Um, just, it, it never hurts to ask, especially when it's HR, it's mm-hmm. all confidential. So it's not like it's going to come back and affect your work or whatever. Um, so just there, there are It doesn't hurt to try
1: multiple exactly. therapists. It's okay. If you don't find your therapist right away, I went through five before I found one that I really loved. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and don't feel ashamed for changing your therapist because it's about you and your mental health. Absolutely. It's not about making it worse.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And same, same thing you would change. You know, your, your, your babysitter for your kid or your dog sitter for your dog right. or whatever, like if it's not working for you and for your needs, you know, mm-hmm. um, find somebody who, who is going to be a better fit, you know, and that's important. Having the right therapist is totally extremely important. Um, totally. So let's let's talk about your uh, your trip. Uh, yeah. Trip to Arizona. Um, Oh God. I've been to Arizona before uh, a couple of times and I haven't had a trip like this. Um, I've, (laughs) I've never, I've never gone to Arizona and back and felt like a new woman. So,
1: well, (laughs) well, actually, um, the person I'm talking about went to Arizona. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is this is just about kind of like accepting and then going, okay, I've had some time. I've been alone for a while. I'm a little comfortable alone now and um but now I'm like really sick of you being gone, so you should come back. <laughs> And what are you doing out there alone? You asshole. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Come back. (laughs) That's pretty much what that song's about. (laughs) I love it. Um, And just the trippiness of, you know, like, I don't know. There were times where, I don't know. I just feel like the feelings of home and, um, Those experiences just reminded me of him and made me want him, you know, back. (laughs) So uh, that's what that song's about. But that song is really epic because it just, wow, became something. I started this with my friend Gamal, um, the one in New York. And it was... I think also different lyrics, as you can see. I really revisited every song, like I really sat with them and like revisited open sessions after a while, after not hearing them for three months. Like I'd open them back up and add things and stuff. Um, but Arizona has a really beautiful outro with this incredible sax saxophone. It's just. Oh my God, my friend Yuval recorded those saxophone parts. And, um, he sent me like six tracks and it was initially, I was just going to have him play sax on that one song. And he had all these different takes that were so epic. And then I just ended up throwing them on a bunch of other songs. Um, and it kind of just like the sax, like seeps in and out of the EP, which is really cool. Um, And I don't know. Yeah, this EP is definitely way more like smooth R&B jazz um, influences for sure. Um, And I think that's kind of where I'm leaning sonically as a musician um, and where I'm going. Um, I'm excited to explore my sound even more as I grow. But that's it's I'm I'm making my way, you know, I'm making my way there with my sound. So I don't know. It's cool. Arizona is a cool song.
2: It is. It's a very cool spirits song. It's come
1: up a little bit there. Like there's, there's a, uh, that's an up of the EP, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, if you decide to release music videos, if, uh, I'm just, I'm curious to see what the static of each, each song would be if you were to do like six different like music videos for them. Cause I think, they'd be, I think they'd be pretty epic. Um,
1: yeah, well, 2022 guys just wait for it <laughs> i got some ideas i got some plans
2: sweet uh yeah. eyes of charcoal uh, yes i uh again i'm just gonna i'm gonna let you let you chat about this i'm, I'm looking over the lyrics here I, you're really good with your words by the way i just thank you I'm, so much you know i i love art well i love artists who can tell stories uh in creative ways but yeah eyes of charcoal is Thank me about
1: you it. so much Thank you. Also, back to really quick, your last thing about... um, You were asking me about, like, the collaborators and stuff. I realize I didn't fully answer that question, but the the writers... um, I wrote... Like, this song mostly lyrically was me, except Arizona I co-wrote with my friend Gabby. Okay. And Trip to the Moon I co-wrote with my friend Chloe and Nick. And... um, But most of these songs were... I mean, and even those two songs were completely my story and they were just, I was over, you know, you know, they were putting into my story, their, their creative energy into my story. Um, But a lot of these songs were all about the lyrics initially just written to chords and we built the production around the lyrics. And so that's why the lyrics pop out, I guess, is because, it's literally what the songs are about and that's what I wanted to be the, the focus. And I used to be very afraid of collaboration. Um, I used to have a real weird ego thing about it and now I just don't care because I have really fucking talented friends and, um, my friends who are really talented also happen to know my personal life and, you know, they got cool ideas and, uh, sometimes can help me say things and not even lyrically, but also just like through the songs, through through the chord changes, through different stuff. A lot of these songs are produced by my friend Jonah and Jonah. I just have to shout him out because he, that Disney dreamlike state I was going for, he just like (laughs) took it to a whole other level. And Jonah has become like, one of my favorite people to work with, and this was our first shit we worked on together. That's my bed's the first song we ever did together. Um, and I just have to shout him out. I'm sorry, that no just worries. had to be a moment. No
2: worries. Um, shout out to so Jonah. eyes of
1: charcoal. Yeah, shout out to Jonah. Uh, eyes of charcoal. Jonah did that one as well. That actually was just me and Jonah. I wrote that song completely by myself, and then he produced that one. Um. That song was actually the quickest one of all of the six. Um, Me and my best friend, um, we were talking and I was kind of telling her, you know, it's really crazy. I like look around my room and I just like see him everywhere. Like I just can't go anywhere. Like I drive down this street like I see this coffee shop we went to and like it's such a relatable feeling. And you know, she's like, yeah, like she was going through something similar and she's like, I just can't go anywhere. Like just feeling crippled. Like you're followed by the ghost of this person. And it's not even bad. It's, it's just what happens. It just is what it is. Um, and it's also beautiful. It's also nice to be reminded of, of some things. Um, but then it's also like, I don't want to be reminded all the time. I'm trying to like, feel good. (laughs) um, And I don't know, just having that conversation thinking like, you're just like, it's like, I just flashed through all these memories of him in my room, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, uh, basically walked into my room after that conversation and with her. And, um, I wrote this song really quickly. Um, I sent it to Jonah that night and I was like, Jonah, we have to like throw this on the EP. Like I, I just, it just fits. And, um, so he was like, hell yeah, I'm super down. I love these melodies. And I went to studio and he made that track in like three hours. I mean, we, we, he added, he added shit. We adjusted. We, we definitely sat with that too. Um, but that song like really just like kind of threw up out of us. It was, it was crazy. That song happened really fast.
2: I love that. That description just threw up out of
1: us. <laughs> that's the only way to describe it. It was like it's like word vomit.
2: You know what? Sometimes <laughs> that's the best. You know. Um, yeah. I, 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 will, I will. You, like you know, live uh, for
1: that as a songwriter.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, my favorite. Artist uh, is this guy right here, uh, Miles Kennedy. He's a great artist. Um, oh, I'll send you some of his stuff. It's completely different from what you what you do, but I think you might enjoy it just artistically. Okay, but, yeah, um, I
1: love all kinds of music.
2: Yeah, so I, I interviewed him a while back, and I asked him about one song on, on his his latest record that just resonated with me so much, and he's like, "Dude, here's a story about that." He's like, "I was, it was right in the middle of the pandemic," and he's like, "I was playing around with my guitar and." drinking a little whatever he was drinking. And he's like, and I wrote the song in like 20 minutes and it's pretty much almost the same except for we produced it, you know, and there's something like, I, I feel special about songs that are while well, you can sit on them like you did and, and still tinker with them a little bit. But like when it comes together quickly like that, there's something special about the authenticity of it uh, and the totally. of, of the meaning behind it. Um, totally, I can, I can sense it. And I feel like, even though a lot of these songs that you sat with for a while, that's the one thing I love about this EP just from start to finish is I, I do feel like this is authentically you. Um, thank and, you.
1: Wow. Thank you.
2: You know, and I met you back when you were doing more um, bubblegum poppy stuff. Uh, How
1: old was I? Like 14? 14, 14, I think. 15. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, God. You were, you were a child. And I mean, I was also. Uh, I was
1: a baby 10 years ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. You know, so Woo. there's there's a lot that has happened since then. Obviously, you've grown up. You've become, you know, a young woman, like you said. And like I said, this is Clearly. kind of like a coming-of-age record. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I You know, and, and like you have another song, Using You, Using Me, uh, which I absolutely love. It's, it's not on the, on the EP. It's a, a, a song I think you released a couple of years ago. Um, last year, yeah. Yeah, last year. It's just so awesome to see somebody who was literally a child when I met them grow up into a young <laughs> person and like, actually being authentically themselves and not being told what to do by managers or publicists or people who, um, were hired by you to advise you. Like there's something really awesome that I can say I'm excited for your future as well. Um, thank you so much. So trip to the moon, um, is, is the last album on, on the, on the EP. Um,
1: last album on the EP
2: last song. On, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, last, uh
1: oh. all
2: right, well, that's the, the last, uh, last interview of the, of the questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna keep doing it. Uh, it's the last song yeah. on, on the EP. Um, tell me about it. Cause I, I'm really interested about this one. Cause this one, um, seems to be on theme with the, uh, mm-hmm. the title. So let, let's, let's chat. Yeah. About this.
1: Yeah. So, um, Trip to the Moon was a last minute thing also um, but this happened in like this 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 one was definitely longer than Eyes of Charcoal this was like four or five different sessions um so much instrumentation on this song holy shit um there's a whole breakdown at the end obviously that's a big theme in it a lot of music i wanted the whole ep to feel that way cuz that's the type of you know i like I love playing shows. That's my background. I'm sure. I mean, you know that you know me, but I played a shit ton of shows. I love playing shows like that's where I feel comfortable. I love playing shows with the full band and feeling like the show is a concert, like a full on concert. Um, And I wanted to make music that I wanted to play live and so that's why there's so many instrumental breakdowns. Cause that's what I love about music. I love that the lyrics tell a story and the music sets the scene, sets the mood. Um, and the lyrics tell the exact thing, you know? Um, and so that's kind of like what trip to the moon was as well. It was like, it's like this, it was like a big grand finale type of moment. And trip to the moon is also uplifting. It's like, Okay, so we didn't, we, you know, we just, it just didn't happen, but it did. And it's okay. Like, it's literally, it's okay because I got me and I got those memories and that experience. And I have great people around me. There's so many beautiful things going on. I think that's like I think that's the overall like feeling of it is that like we all go through hard shit like we just it's life. It's literally life and it builds character, teaches you lessons. Um, Obviously, you know, would we choose to go through certain experiences? Absolutely not. But now that we have, it's given us. Something to like move forward with. Um, and I think like that's sort of the theme of the EP just that like things can go down and that's okay. It's okay to feel, you know, people are so terrified of like feeling things and crying now, which is like <laughs> so crazy because like I'm just an open crybaby. Um, and people are really scared to go there and it's like, but how like what are you gonna do? Just like play tough guy and then like explode one day. Like I rather just get it out and then <laughs> like actually heal from it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. cause it's like your emotions going to come out in some way. Do you want to like properly go through it or do you want to escape, 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 pretend it's not there. And then one day you just absolutely lose your shit. So that's kind of what the EP is about is about teaching yourself to just like feel what you got to feel learn to love yourself and be alone and also learn to respect yourself. And also breakups don't have to be fuck you. They can be love you and it's okay. You're not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. It's just not happening right now. And that's okay. And I love you still. And that's okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That's so, uh, Oh my gosh. Like prolific like that. That's just such an interesting, like it's such a, also it's a very adult thing to, to come to, you know, like, because I feel like, especially with young people, uh, breakups are either these catastrophic events and it's, you know, F you and it becomes such a big public thing. And, you know, and, you can have your moments where you're you know saying, well, well f you like i i i'm I'm mad at you right now yeah, I, i'm not I'm totally. not your biggest fan, but also mm-hmm. I, I I still love you and I still wish the best for you and I, I still hope that someday you find happiness, and yeah who knows maybe it's because it's you.
1: unconditional
2: exactly exactly so I, I'm I am so proud of you for putting this out and being so vulnerable and being so open for the last hour and a half with me because this is uh, oh my god I, yeah I, I, I'll say this with this iteration of the podcast this is probably my favorite interview I've done so far so I'm very <gasps> um, very happy with thank you where we're at. Um, so with all that being said um, yes I guess is there one and maybe in like three or four sentences, is there a takeaway from this? these last two years and putting this album together? Uh, is there a takeaway that you can leave people with, um, in particular people who are maybe in the position you were two years ago as you began this journey and maybe are wondering what's next for them?
1: Ooh, four sentences.
2: <laughs> I was um, going to say one, but...
1: Um I would say that I know it fucking sucks and some days it feels like you just can't get up. You just can't move. But you have to. And you have to love yourself and And ultimately know that you have not peaked yet and the best is yet to come. Really. You're not you're not there yet. You're you're the best is yet to come. It's coming. Like you're not gonna be this sad forever. I promise. I love that. Promise.
2: I love that. I absolutely love that. You have some random questions for you. Um, Yay, I fun did tell, time! Yeah, I did tell you that I was gonna put in some random questions into the generator, uh, and I okay, I, I'm ready. I solicited questions from people. Um, okay, and I I filtered out the inappropriate ones. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) oh god
1: (laughs) freaking jesus
2: there's always there's always one guy um yeah you know so uh i'm just gonna ask a couple random ones here and then we'll we'll wrap this up and chat for a little bit off air as well because there's some things that i just want to say hello but um (laughs) of course that didn't that was not a sentence say Uh, hello (laughs) i just want to say hello (laughs) All right. Uh, What uncommon thing would you encourage everyone to try once other than shrooms?
1: (laughs) I wouldn't encourage everyone to try shrooms once. (laughs) Um, Try once. Try once. Um, An uncommon thing. Uncommon, uncommon, uncommon. Wow, like, am I just really common? Like, is there, like, really <laughs> uncommon things I do? I don't know. Um, I think uncommon thing... Mm, damn, wow, that's really hard. That's really hard. Hang on. No worries. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it's, like, it's not that uncommon. It's the only one in my head right now. But um, I think there are a lot of people that don't, like... Uh, international food. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that don't like international food or like healthy food. And I think people should really get into it because they're missing out on a lot of good food. You know, chicken nuggets doesn't really cover it. (laughs) Like a lot of people are missing out on like fucking good meals. Let me tell you something. They won't let themselves try that food.
2: People are going to come at you for that one because chicken nuggets is where it's at. FYI.
1: Okay. (laughs) I love chicken nuggets. It is just not the only thing out there.
2: <laughs> no, I agree. I agree.
1: Like, I, and, and here's a fun fact, fun fact. I love cooking. I'm Italian. I love cooking. I cook all the time.
2: When am I coming over for dinner?
1: And maybe? yeah, anytime. I love making food for people. It's like my love language. I love giving my friends freaking meals. I used to have like little parties and then make food. Like I love cooking. And so I eat really healthy too. So I just feel like a lot of people are missing out on so many good meals because they only eat like two things.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, you so know, try
1: expand your palate is abs- what I'm saying.
2: Absolutely. So I have a friend um, and I'm going to make her, make her listen to this podcast. Like I'm giving her a shout. out. Her name's Sabrina. Um, she's, Hi, Sabrina. Re- she's really good about um, forcing me to try different things. Um, like she literally, when we first got to know each other, she was like, you have to, I think it was, was it Thai food? I think it was Thai food. I, I'd never eaten Thai food before. And she's like, all right, I'm buying, you have to try at least everything. You have to have at least a bite of everything I order. And I loved it. I loved 90% of the things that she ordered. I loved. So mm-hmm. uh, be open-minded about that. Definitely. I absolutely agree with, yes, agree with that.
1: Yes. Yes. Indian food, Thai food. Ooh, I I love mm-hmm. it all. Just, Italian food, Chinese food. Like I love all types of Asian food. Oh my god.
2: Just no pineapple on See,
1: pizza. Um yeah. So I'm lactose intolerant. I'm super super allergic to dairy. So I don't have pizza at all, unfortunately. Ever? Ever.
2: Like not even like like
1: I have I'm super allergic. I can't. Wow. I literally can't.
2: What about with non-dairy yeah. cheese?
1: Yeah, it's just non-dairy cheese is terrible.
2: Yeah, it's true. That's true. Absolutely. It's really how terrible. You, it's not How good. do you eat Italian food then? Cuz Italian food has tons of cheese.
1: I don't have it with cheese or Alfredo. I have oh. to make a vegan Alfredo,
2: Oh. or man. I just have
1: marinara. Simple shit.
2: Marinara is good. That's
1: though, why man. I'm so good at cooking there because you go. I had to figure out how to adjust with my allergies.
2: Uh, all right, if you had to describe your current life, so mm-hmm. you in January 2022, mm-hmm. as a movie, which movie mm. would you choose and why?
1: Hmm. I would choose. What like probably I don't know some sort of coming of age story. What's a movie like that? I don't um,
2: know. <laughs> I don't watch movies. <laughs> fuck
1: yeah. Um, I don't know.
3: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> I don't know some sort of coming of age movie. I don't know. I I I I fuck movie.
2: Yeah, see, I don't watch watch movies enough to be able to ever answer that story.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that one. Okay, no (laughs) no worries.
2: No worries. Um, Do you have any secret hobbies? Cooking. Is that really a secret, though?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's, like, not a secret, I guess, to my close friends. But it's a secret maybe to, like, the public. I don't post all my cooking. okay. And stuff I should though I take a lot of photos I should I should post it
2: Okay so random side note uh, I have a friend who recently uh, Is is a realtor out in the East East Coast Uh, Always posts videos about real estate and blah 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 Gets a couple thousand Mm -hmm. views on her TikTok Uh, Posted a random Cooking video Got 1.2 million Views in like two days
1: People love the cooking videos
2: It's so weird it's so weird I love them too I've never tried any of the recipes, but I love them. Um, Yeah,
1: I should. I should film them. I should.
2: Yeah, just just for fun. Just so you can remember what you did last time. Um, Yeah. If you had the opportunity to look through someone's emails uh, without them knowing, would you do it? And whose emails would they be? Oh. You don't have to name names if you don't want to, but.
1: I mean, of course, my initial thought is like any ex like you want to know what the <laughs> hell they were doing. Like right. when you were looking, you know, like, but I don't, I actually don't want to do that. Cause why go there? You know? Yeah. Um, uh, probably like any like agent or manager I've ever had just to see how they were like speaking on my behalf when they represented me. Yeah. Um, that would be really fascinating or to see if they said things that weren't accurate, you know, to, to people. That would be interesting for
2: me. I, you know, I'm always curious to see if, um, like, publicists are always running, like, running interview requests by their clients, or if they're just like, nope, not available because they don't want to do the work. I'd be interested yeah. to find that out. Um, yeah. All right, let's do the. Let's do one last one here. Um, okay. I'm gonna make it a good one. Make it a good one. Yeah. Um, or we
1: can do two. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> I don't want to take up too much of your time um,
1: yeah
2: no it's no. oh this is actually kind of an interesting one uh,
1: okay
2: if you can if you can make uh, well, let me learn how to read here uh, <laughs> if you could have any person become a member of your family who would you choose hmm
1: like famous or not
2: famous or not yeah whether it could be a friend that you just really wish was a sibling could be you know, uh, a famous person that you think would make a fun uncle or a fun aunt?
1: Yeah. Ooh, I would love to have my uncle be Snoop Dogg.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer. That's a great answer, actually.
1: Uncle Snoop. You know what? It's on my bucket list to smoke a joint with him, and it's going to happen. And he's a Libra like me, so I feel like we would really get along.
2: Okay, I'm going to clip that part. And we're gonna put it up on TikTok. <laughs> we're gonna put it everywhere. Cause we need this to happen. Snoop, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. I would Dog.
1: love. Oh, I would die to smoke a joint with Snoop Dogg. Can I
2: can I be there?
1: Yeah. Explain, I mean, if you freaking make it happen, please. Like I would love that.
2: I, I would probably get high just walking in the same room as him. So I probably would mm-hmm. not remember any of it. But that that's mm-hmm. actually a really good answer
1: huh yeah and I would love to like buy him weed I would love to like buy him like fancy weed I'm sure he'd be like no like I got some and like rip, rips out like a huge bag of weed but yeah. like I don't know it would be cool to like although like I would be so nervous to be like Snoop Dogg here's the weed I got at my dispensary like <laughs> he's gonna be like oh like shut up <laughs> um, that would be freaking cool though I would love that
2: that would be that would be pretty epic. Um, I think so. Okay, you know, let's do one last one. I, I found a good one here.
1: Okay, okay. Uh,
2: what are you currently doubting in your life?
1: Ooh. <sighs> I think it's like tale as old as time for writers, but like I'm constantly thinking I'm not a talented writer. Um, I constantly think that like. I'm like, I'm not even, and like, I write all my songs and I've written everything I've ever done and like been proud of that work and still doubt myself and still think I'm like not good enough. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's a constant thing for me. I'm, I'm better at like, accept or like, like being proud of the work and going, okay, no, I am a good writer. Like I'm good at like talking myself through that doubt, I guess.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but I'm super, super doubting and critical of myself. A that's, perfectionist at heart.
2: Yeah, for sure. I feel that's a creative type. I, I feel, I feel anybody who's truly creative always thinks their work isn't good enough. Um, yeah. And I'm, not, I'm not a creative type. I'm, I'm very much not. Um, and because I never go through that phase, like p- people, people can criticize me left and right, and it doesn't even affect me. You know, like
1: yeah, I've,
2: I've had people. You know, I'm very open about my my thoughts and my life commentary you've seen some of my stories and stuff and you know totally you know people who disagree with my take on life you know will instantly talk about how you know as an example they might have a podcast page that has 20,000 people who follow it I only have I think 300 or less than that maybe you know whatever I don't care you know and they'll They'll, they'll, you
1: love it. You love doing it. I love what, I'm,
2: what I do. And I know I'm good at with what I do. I couldn't yeah. imagine being an artist or a comedian or a singer who is constantly thinking they're not good enough, you know? And then on top of it, I, I feel especially bad for female artists because they have not only have to worry about being good enough and talented enough, but they also have to worry about whether the world thinks they're pretty enough, you know, or if they're dressing the right way or if they're. You know, if they look at somebody the wrong way, it's automatically a pro- like I feel terrible for you, you female artists out there, because if a dude could show up wearing literally sweatpants in a in a you know in a hoodie and it's a fashion statement, if a girl does it, she's lazy and like what the hell, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's what it's like being a woman. Um, right. <laughs> Yeah, I do appreciate, you know, I love I love when a man can acknowledge it. It's very appreciated. Um, But yeah, it is a constant thing. Misogyny is real and it's so real in the music industry. Women are just like not allowed to do anything or, you know, if you do this, like your career is over. If you do this, like you're too slutty. But like, oh, my God, you're like a prude. Like you're one of those like weird, like natural girl. Like there's so (laughs) there's so much like pressure Um, but it's honestly why now that I've become more comfortable being alone, I'm, I'm so good at like keeping my, my circle small. And like, I used to have a lot of friends and now I have like two that I'm really tight with and they're like, (laughs) I mean, I have friends, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean? Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't
2: know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it, makes, it makes perfect sense. I mean, let's look at Adele here for a second. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, you know.
1: Love her. She great lost, new album. Yeah,
2: great, great new. I haven't even listened to it all. Um, oh, so good. But, you know, she lost significant amount of weight recently. Yeah. And there are people who hate the fact that she lost weight, you know. Um, oh, my
1: God. And it's crazy.
2: When she, you know, had the extra weight on, there are people who were demeaning her because she was a little bit heavier you know and I'm like first of all can we stop
1: she's commenting? a singer yeah, she's, she's not a body like she's not. A, oh my god
2: does it, well, anyway here's the other thing too it doesn't to me it doesn't matter if she was a model or like whatever like whatever her, it her career it just doesn't matter is, she was successful with what she was doing no matter what she looked at looked like okay mm-hmm. but the decision for her to keep the weight or lose the weight was a decision she made for herself you know, totally. And I feel that's one of the things that that I constantly think about when I think about all these very talented female friends of mine. And I'm very close with a lot of, a lot of uh, very talented musicians in general, but the Mm -hmm. stuff that, that women have to deal with, on a day-to-day basis versus what the men have to think about it's, it's night and day. Like guys don't it have is. to think about what they're going to wear uh, to a show. They don't have to worry about being nice to every person who walks up to them, you know, like, yeah,
1: they can be a fucking dick and it doesn't matter. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. It, it, they're it's, a boss. If they're a dick, honestly.
2: Yeah. But if, you know, if a woman does it, she's a bitch and you know, exactly. she's hard, hard to work with when it's like, no, first of all, everybody has bad days. You know, like, totally. I so I think Christina Aguilera is an incredible bitch. Like, I, I, I do not like her whatsoever. <laughs> I worked with her <laughs> on enough occasions to know that for her, her attitude is a consistency and not an exception. To wow. The you know, wow,
1: I had a great experience with her. That's crazy.
2: And you know what? Maybe maybe it's because. You know, maybe it's because I'm a man and she just wanted to show, show that maybe. she's the boss, which is, hey, that's fine. It's that's between you and the good Lord upstairs. You know, if if you are mm-hmm. going to be nicer mm-hmm. to females, but your
1: experience was not great with exactly. her, exactly.
2: But I have I have footage of her not being very nice to me. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like I have like I have. Damn. I have uh, more more evidence showing again that, that, that for me it wasn't you know, an exception to the rule. It was the rule for her, you know, on the flip side, I've worked with, with other artists who I've worked with on a couple different weeks. And one week they had a really bad week and they weren't very nice to me. And I could understand that it was just a bad week, but every other time they were perfect professionals. They're great, whatever. But but when a man, but Adam Levine, who's also kind of a bitch, people love him for the fact that he heard heard that will ignore people. He will say things. What's
1: happening in my video. Are you losing? Oh, it's back. Okay, I don't know. It just started. Okay, we're fine. We're good.
2: No worries. Yeah, my, my, uh, my, <laughs> I'm using my hotspot. My hotspot might be out of data here because <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want it to ruin during the important part of the, uh, the interview. But anyway, the point of that being yeah. is I, I feel, I feel terrible for the fact that, um, you know, there's such a big double standard between, uh, men and women. And it's just not, it's not cool. It's not cool.
1: There is. There's a lot of pressure on what to wear, what you should look like. I mean, definitely I don't think people talk enough about how insanely common eating disorders are in the entertainment industry for women and how many women take medication so they don't get hungry. Um, How many women feel like the most beautiful, incredible, brilliant, smart, incredible women that I know struggle with this and get the constant, you know, Backlash and expectation, and you know, meanwhile, literally, my male musician friends are talking about whether like the drums sit in their mix or not. <laughs> um, and like women don't even get to think about that until after they've already passed the the other shit. So, you're so right, we're moving forward, but it has lot, to lot be acknowledged. There, there's a lot to do, definitely. Yeah.
2: And then, and just FYI, before anyone comes at me, I'm not just saying this because there's a a female on my podcast. I will, I've said this privately to, to, to men and women. I've, I've told dudes off who were like, Oh my God, like somebody didn't like the way something sounded. I'm like, Bro, that's if that's the least of your worries, like you're you're good. Like you're not. Yeah. You're not dealing you're, and you're also not dealing with like weird creepy dudes hitting on you at the end of your show.
1: You oh know? my god. Oh <laughs> my god. Or just anywhere just like wearing sweatpants walking on the street to literally get a freaking snack cuz I'm hungry, get a coffee. Like yeah. you just can't do anything. Like it's being a woman is really Oh God, we, this could, that could be a ten-hour podcast. Yeah, we yeah. could just really go into it, I, but I d- yeah, it is very.
2: Yeah, I I don't I don't envy envy women at all. Um, hey, uh, tell everybody where they can find <laughs> you on social media, real quick, uh, and where they can find the EP. Yes. Obviously, um, available everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. on social media I'm just Lacey Mercedes so L-A-C-R wait oh my god what L-A-C-I-M-E-R-E-D. Um. also my website LaceyMercedes.com there's links to everything there um and that's all my socials they're all that and my EP A Trip to Mercury is on uh, Spotify and Apple Music and all platforms and um yeah i please go listen to it please go check it out i am so incredibly it's been an amazing week i'm so overwhelmed and like it's just fucking amazing i'm very 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 excited and yeah. happy and the ep, thankful the and EP grateful. is
2: worth the download i will not recommend music that i do not personally like uh it is worth the download thank you. Go, go and listen to it thank you uh, so Lacey much. mercedes thank you so much uh we'll be back with more thank in just you a for second me. Uh, absolutely anytime Wow. That was an incredible conversation. Uh, J. Jay here. I just, I cannot get over the fact that Lacey and I spoke for almost 70 minutes from start to finish. That podcast and the interview was about 70 ish minutes. Um, I edited a few things out here and there, but for the most part, completely unedited, uh, for the most part. And I think it's something that you guys, um, We'll enjoy. I think you guys enjoyed this conversation. I hope you guys did. Um, and with that, I, I I, really, there's not much I have to say except, of course, follow us on social media at On Air with Ruben J. Uh, make sure to follow me. Uh, we are also doing a, a giveaway, $10 Starbucks gift card. Um, all you got to do is um, tag Lacey, at Lacey Mercedes, uh, in any of our posts about this podcast. Uh, and tag three of your friends as well. So a total of four tags. Um, you gotta make sure you're following me, both my personal account and my podcast account at on air with Ruben J and at the Ruben J. Um, if you're doing, if you do all those three things, which isn't a lot, uh, you will be entered to win uh, a $10 Starbucks gift card. Um, and if you don't like Starbucks, uh, I will do any other national chain that you would like or i'll donate it to charity in your name whichever one you want to do that's all up to you um i have to agree with the charity such so as fyi but that's what we will do that's what we'll be doing um hey next week i have a great great conversation and again uh do your shopping over at multimedia forward slash amazon click the banner and it'll take you to Amazon, and it will also take you to support the show. So I know you're going to love supporting the show. and I know you're going to love next week's conversation. Share this podcast. I'm out. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.